You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is not Herbie the Lovebug. This is episode 53 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Well, hello there, Soul Forge listeners. So glad you could make it for today's episode. What are we talking about today? Well, uh, we're going to have maybe a somewhat controversial episode. I'm hoping it's not. It's just some thoughts that uh, recently came to mind because of a conversation I had. Hey, today I'm using a microphone that I found when I was going through some old stuff. So this is, uh, I guess it's a lapel microphone that uh, was for my little recorder that takes those little mini tapes that you used to get for answering machines. So I must have had this thing for the last 20 years, never actually used it before. So this is going to be an experiment for this episode. I checked it out earlier today and it seems to be picking everything up okay and the levels seem okay. If you don't like how it sounds, you can always email the podcast, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you just want to send a quick tweet, it's at soulforgepod on the Twitters. The Terminus Doctor Who podcast brings you passionate geekery that's often effusive, sometimes loquacious, but always full of love for the world of Doctor Who. Armed with a queer woman's perspective, you can look forward to the show covering both the new and classic series, as well as other forays into the so-called Hooniverse. So please check out the Terminus podcast for your dorky dose of deep discussion. All, of course, brought to you with a fun side. Because as the fourth doctor once said, there's no point in being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. So head on over to Terminus.Lipson.com to find the podcast. The Terminus Doctor Who podcast. Queer, opinionated, Whovian, female. So what are we talking about today? Well, I'm so happy that you asked me that. Uh, last week, I was having a conversation with my co-worker, Shannon. And we were just, I don't even know how we got on the topic, but we were just leaving in the office and talking about how our office is not very culturally or racially diverse. And then I got to thinking, I know a ton of white people, but I don't know a lot of people from other cultures or other races. And I've always wanted to, but it's just never something that uh, has actually come up for me. Now, when I say that our office, it's the post office, is not very culturally diverse, what I mean by that is that there's a lot of white people. Uh, we, do, we do have uh, a couple of Asian fellows. They're very nice. I don't know what they are 
uh, racially specifically. All I know is that they're Asian. They could be Chinese, they could be Japanese, they could be Korean, they could be Vietnamese, they could be something else. I don't know. And I, I don't know if it's rude to ask or not, but that's the way it stands. So just looking, there's uh, two Asian guys and everybody else is white. Uh, now, of course, some of them are French and some of them are English and some of them might be other uh, nationalities, but they're all pretty much white. And the funny thing about that is that they may not be. As you know, I also co-host the Rusted Robot podcast. And my co-host on that show is Josh. And, and often, as we're analyzing pop culture or, or whatever, I'll bring up a point and I'll say, yeah, geez, Josh, we're the two of the whitest guys you ever met. And he always takes exception to that because he says, I'm not white. And I look at him and I'm like, yeah, you are. And he's like, no, I'm Métis. I'm part Métis. And I'm like, really? Yeah. So that means that uh, somewhere in his ancestry, uh, there are there's French and Native combined, and that makes a Métis individual. But just looking at him and talking to him, you wouldn't know it. And then I got to thinking, that makes me actually think, am I racially insensitive or colorblind to race i'm not sure but like shannon and i were saying we don't know a lot of different people of different races necessarily uh, and that makes me think of the one episode of seinfeld from all those years ago where george wanted to have some black friends and of course he went about it in a really awkward way that was just totally ridiculous and was it was just bad and i don't want that to be me I've always thought I'd like to do some traveling and have friends from different countries and cultures and whatnot. But how do you go about doing that? You don't want to pull a George. Now, looking over my life and whatnot, uh, I have had interactions with uh, people of different races and so on, of course, as everybody has. I remember in grade one or two, I can't remember which one it was specifically, but I met my first... Uh, See, and see, I don't want to sound culturally insensitive or, or whatever, but uh, I met my first black boy, and his name was Jim. And he was the only black student at our school, and he was mean. So that gave me an impression that all black people might be mean. Of course, they're not, but at six or seven years old, how was I to know? He was the only one I had ever met. Uh, and then uh, in grade three, there was an Asian girl named Elizabeth, uh, she was just in her class. I never thought anything of it. And that's, that's the thing, I guess. I don't really, what's the word? I guess discriminate or, and that's not even the right word. That's, that sounds racist. I just mean categorize people by their races. They're, people are just people. And it, it doesn't matter what color or creed or nationality they are. Uh, it doesn't make any difference whatsoever. They're just people. Uh, I grew up in Sault Ste. Marie, and our high school was filled with a lot of Native students. And I don't even know if that's what they like to be called. Uh, when I was growing up, of course, they were just called Indians, and then they became Natives, uh, and then they became Aboriginals and First Nations. I, I would like to know what they actually prefer to be called. Do I have any Native listeners out there in Soul Forge land? Email me, tweet me, just let me know. I, um, I'd like to know. I, I would like to have interactions with all kinds of different people. So there weren't too many black students in our high school. I remember uh, I had an art class with a 
boy named Blake. And we chatted and we talked and we uh, had a good time talking about girls and that kind of thing when you're 13, 14 years old. I never hung out with him outside of high school, but I didn't hang out with too many people outside of high school. So just my small crew, who were, of course, all white. In university, friends of mine had a roommate uh, from St. Lucia. And she seemed interesting and culturally aware and, and diverse. And I remember that uh, the roommates, they didn't like the way she cooked because it was very strong spices. And I thought, hey, that sounds interesting. Have some culture from some different areas. And I always tried to figure out a way to get myself invited to dinner. But I just, I just couldn't do it. I never wanted to be insensitive and just say, hey, you're from a different country that I've never been to. Why don't you uh, make me some of your food? so that I can try it and uh, have some cultural awareness of the world. See, that I, maybe that's how you do it. I, I don't know. I don't know how you uh, have interactions or become friends with people from different races or different countries. Uh, on my mail route, uh, lots and lots of white people, but there is uh, one nice Vietnamese lady, and we talk all the time. Uh, she gives me bottles of wine for Christmas, and uh, we always have pleasant chat in the morning as I hand her her mail. Does that make us friends? No, I don't think it does. Um, is it possible to strike up some kind of friendship with her? Perhaps. I, I just don't know how to go about doing that because I'm the mail guy and that's pretty much all there is to it. Um, of course, there's the Chinese restaurant that I deliver to, but they're always closed when I get there because they don't open until 10.30 and I'm usually there by... Uh, 10, so don't have any interactions with them. But otherwise, there's just a bunch of white people on my route. Uh, some of them are French, and some of them maybe other different nationalities, lots of, uh, lots of just regular English people. But I'm not friends with any of them either, actually, so I guess it's not that unusual that I wouldn't be friends with the Chinese or the Vietnamese people, because I'm just not uh, friends with anybody on my route. We're, we're chummy, like we can chat and say hello, but if I was out of my uniform, they wouldn't recognize me. If you are loving this podcast, if you're loving this podcast, you should tell a friend about it. Spread the word about podcasts you think they would enjoy. There's something for everyone from entertainment and lifestyle to news and politics and more. Share it on social media. Believe it or not, some people don't know how great podcasts are or even how to find and listen to them. You can help change that with a click. Tell your friends about your favorite podcast. Thanks for spreading the word. So this almost brings me to, well, not a different topic, but a deeper dive into this whole racial, cultural significance that we all have here. Fandom. Right now, there's a big controversy in Star Wars land because uh, there was a character in uh, The Last Jedi, which came out this past fall, I guess. Maybe, maybe winter. Uh, anyway, The Last Jedi had a character named Rose, who was played by a Vietnamese lady named Kelly Marie Tran. And she did a great job in the show. Uh, her character was not very beloved, for whatever reason. And the Star Wars fans have been issuing death threats and all kinds of things. It's been so bad that she's actually had to take herself off of, uh, I believe it was Instagram. I don't have the information in front of me right now, but she's basically had to go off of social media, and it's, it's just horrendous. And why? Why are the fans doing this? I'm not really sure. Uh, see, I, I think of sci-fi fans, which includes myself, as more enlightened 
because they can open their minds to the possibilities of fantastical worlds and technologies and stuff. But it's not always the case. I have to remind myself that people are just uh, horrible human beings sometimes. And, and why is that? I wish I knew. Does this have anything to do with her, her being from Vietnam? I don't know if it does. I don't know if it has something to do with just the fact that uh, this vocal minority of Star Wars fans doesn't like the character. Uh, I, I do know that at Walmart, the only action figures left on the shelf are the Rose figures. So, eh, is it is it the fact that uh, that character sidetracked our good friend Finn? Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, Finn is played by John Boyega, and he's a handsome black man. So, is it because the fans don't like that there was the possibility of an interracial romance? I've got no idea. I wish I had answers to these kinds of things, because it really doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, before The Last Jedi came out, I read an article in, maybe it was Entertainment Weekly, maybe it was something else, all about, uh, it was an interview with uh, Kelly Marie Tran about her character and how much hope she had for the future and how much she hoped the fans were going to love what she uh, had done. And I've watched the film several times. She did a great job. As far as I can tell, there's absolutely no reason to be bashing her like they have been. But you see that all over the internet. There's the trolls, the, the commenters, the people who just make people feel bad. Uh, it was the same thing when, um, what was it? I think it was the female version of the Ghostbusters movie came out. Uh, the black lady from that film actually had to go off social media as well because people were just awful to her. And I hate that. And what can we do to prevent fans, so-called fans, from being so disrespectful and mean to the, the actors that are in these films. I wish I had an answer for that as well. You, you can stand up to bullying. You can uh, make your voice heard. But these trolls are so skillful at what they do that they just shut you down and make fun of you as well. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, one thing I always thought of is, and this may sound ridiculous, but... Uh, one of my favorite tropes in science fiction, of course, is time travel. And I always thought, if I had a time travel device, some kind of machine to go back in time, where would I go? And I always thought that I would go back to the 1400s, to uh, North America, and provide all the native inhabitants of the land with uh, vaccines and immunity to the smallpox and whatever other diseases there were, and, and maybe introduce uh, machine guns to them so that they could uh, fight off the Spanish before the Spanish even landed. And that way, uh, the native population could have their thriving population, their culture, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't have exact numbers, but I, I think they said 100 million natives were, were killed within like a hundred years of uh, contact with the Europeans. So would that help things? Uh, would that just cause a bigger war? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I hadn't really thought it all out in detail, of course, because there's no such thing as a time machine, or at least I'm not aware of such a thing. But I, I thought that, yeah, fight the Spanish and the native side would win and the Europeans wouldn't come over. And of course, if that happened, I wouldn't be born, so I couldn't have got in my time machine and save them. So it's a paradox. Maybe it's an alternate reality, a parallel world. I don't know. I guess what it really comes down to is that I think we should all be able to just get along. There, there's no reason for the hatred that you see. 
there's the whole uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. And then you hear people say, oh, what about White Lives Matter? And the same with Gay Pride Week. Before university, I didn't know any gay people. Well, I probably did, but I didn't know that I did. In university, things became more enlightened, I, I suppose, more open, more free. For a while, my best friend was a lesbian, and she opened my eyes to so many different things that I never thought of. I got to see a whole different world, a, a whole way of looking at things. Subtle, is it oppression? Is it, it's not racism. It's bigotry. It's just people's hate, and they're unwilling to look at a different way of life. And I guess that's where the whole racism thing comes in, too. Because you don't care about somebody else's perspective on life. And, and we should. We should be able to take a look at ourselves, take a look at other people, have a dialogue, have a conversation, get to know people better. I would love to get to know people better. All I've ever wanted to do is travel and see the world, meet different people, different cultures, different races, all kinds of different things. Unfortunately, I've never really gone anywhere uh, other than the Brothers Road Trip and, you know, I've been to Montreal and stuff, but I've never gone to, like, uh, Jamaica or Europe or China or South America or anywhere, really. I haven't even been all the way across Canada. All I know is that I'm missing out on a whole segment, not just a whole segment, whole segments of society and, and the world because I haven't been anywhere. And here in Timmins... We're not, like, I see, I keep saying we're not very culturally diverse, but that's not true. It's, I guess, am I colorblind to it? Do I just not notice? Because there is a large Native population here, uh, a lot of French people, a lot of English people, uh, not too many black people, although you do see them from time to time. What else do we have? We have people from, and I'm not even sure where, because I've never been able to ask anybody who seems to know, uh, there are a lot of people recently who are wearing turbans and they wear black turbans and I've seen bright orange turbans different kinds uh, they take the bus a lot I, I always see them on uh, on the street waiting for the bus I don't know where they're going somebody said they're taking some kind of course at the college and I would love to strike up a conversation with them but my feeling is that people who are in are considered in a minority or not the dominant uh, color or culture would feel like I'm pandering and, and maybe that's just my own whiteness speaking I don't know but I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with people uh, ask them where they're from what their life is like but I don't know how to go about doing that without it sounding ridiculous or rude is it rude I don't know I'm not sure I, I don't know these things and that's why I'm bringing up this topic because I don't think we talk about this enough. Shannon and I had the conversation, and then uh, I talked to one of the ladies that I talked to on my route about this podcast, this episode that I was going to breach, and she was like, um, you better be careful, because actually maybe you just don't notice all the cultural diversity around you, because of, I don't even know why, she said. But it's true, because when we're talking about the post office, and I was saying everybody's white, but it's not true, because there are the two Asian fellows, Lots of different people that I see every day in stores and whatnot. And uh, I think the guys who run the Shell gas station are from Pakistan, I heard. I'm not 100% sure if that's exactly where they're from. 
but they they do have really cool accents. I, I love accents, and I I try to do accents, but uh, I just I'm not good at it. So I was going to try one here, uh, my Russian accent, but I'm not going to because I'm trying to be culturally sensitive, and I hope throughout this entire episode I have been. That's uh, that's something that I I, I don't want to really. Uh, get involved in is any kind of controversy or, or saying something stupid. The one good thing is I, I have noticed in my 40-odd years here on the planet that uh, society has shifted a bit. It's definitely getting better. Uh, when I was in, what, grade 2 and 3, when, uh, when there was a fight in between the school kids, even if they were both white or different colors or whatnot, they would always say, fight, fight, a black and a white. But they didn't use the word black. They used the dreaded N-word that we're not allowed to say. So uh, that was that was a thing that happened a lot. And, and even up until maybe grade five or six, when there was a fight or, or whatnot, people would all pile on top of each other, and they would call it uh, an N-word pile. I don't know why, but that's what they called it. So that uh, that's just something that the kids used to do. Uh, even my own grandfather, should I say this? Well, I guess so. Uh, he's not with us anymore. He was born in 1929. Uh, different time where people were raised a lot differently than we are now. But uh, I, I used to say, hey, guess what? And he would say, I know, you're an N-word and I'm not. And even even at uh, seven, eight, nine years old, I kind of knew that that wasn't right. But I don't think I had the awareness to tell him that it wasn't right. Just like uh, when we used to have uh, mixed nuts He'd, uh, he'd say, pass me the N-word toes. And I guess those are, it was years before I realized that that's not what they're called. They're actually Brazil nuts. But the, uh, the older generation called them N-word toes. Even, even the licorice candy, they were N-word babies. So all kinds of things from the culture that we didn't realize as kids were bad. And now you can't even say it anymore, which is good. Uh, the only people that say it are the... Uh, people in the rap culture, in the hip-hop culture, who've taken the word back. And, and that's probably a good thing. They, they can say it, and they can talk about it, and that kind of thing. But uh, us culturally insensitive white folks should probably not say it. And is that controversial? Am I saying that we're all con uh, culturally insensitive? I don't think I, I'm saying that. I, I'm just saying that uh, the white population has been dominant for so long that we don't necessarily see the suffering of the, well, I was going to say the others, but uh, of other people of different culture, color, race, creed, all that kind of stuff. I think I'm going to wind the podcast down. I hope what I've said makes sense. I hope I haven't uh, made a total ass of myself. Yeah, really, I guess that's pretty much all for today. Hope you enjoyed what I had to say, my thoughts on the issue. If you have anything you'd like to say, definitely email or tweet or post something on the Facebook page. We'll get a nice dialogue going. We'll get some uh, cultural sensitivity training for me if I need it. I hope I don't. I hope what I've said made sense. I hope the new microphone has worked out okay as well. Other than that, that's all I've got for today. Hope you take care. Hope we talk soon. And remember, we are all bad in someone's story. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Contact the show by emailing soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or by tweeting soulforgepod on Twitter.
visit us at soulforgepodcast.com. And remember, the best way to show your support is by leaving a five-star review in the iTunes store. And, if you would, please check us out and like us on Facebook. The Soul Forge Podcast was written, produced, scored, edited, engineered, and directed by Sean Vanderloo. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. For more great content, you can listen to my other podcast, The Rusted Robot. Thanks for stopping by The Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. I could do this all day. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.